Hello and welcome to Inside the Folder, a podcast that takes a look at a series of shorts I created called The Steel Cassiers. I'm your host, Francesco Di Francesco. Some say that we are not alone in the universe. Others say intelligent life surrounds us. And others say some are even living amongst us. Today's podcast is a combination of topics I could easily sum up as aliens. I'm going to be talking about little greys and touch upon the war of the worlds. But before I get into all that, I have a guest on the show making her second appearance, my sister, Diana. Yay, I'm on another podcast. That's the theme song to the Steel Dossiers, in case you're wondering. All right, so uh, I asked you a question in the last podcast, but this one I'm going to ask you another question. Uh, Diana, what is your favorite favorite folklore myth? Slenderman. Because uh, first, I, the, I remember there was stories that people were posting online, and I was like, what? And then, um, then all that video game and stuff came out, and it was like pretty creepy, and um, yeah, it was um, creepy. <laughs> Slenderman, creepy. All right, Diana. So today's topic is all about uh, aliens and the Steel dossier short, the Martian invasion. Uh, how much knowledge of aliens do you have? Well, our mom loved alien stuff, ancient aliens shows. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, we, we liked all that stuff starting, like, when we were kids. We are like, questioning, like, what's beyond Earth? Late, later on, I'm going to bring up a movie that scared me as a kid that uh, my mom was watching, and it scared me, and I told her to turn it off. But, you, but we'll get there. Uh, anything else about the aliens that you know? Hmm. Well, there's, I don't know. Like they talk about how there's different species, mm-hmm. and there's negative ones and positive ones. Right. I like the positive ones. Everybody obviously. likes the positive. I do believe they're called the Pleiadians. <laughs> That's the one that I know is positive. <laughs> I'm sure there's more, uh, but today the specific kind of alien that we're going to talk about is the gray alien oh this reminds me of a story so um uh in december december 2021 i was on set for a short uh not a short film for a television series called unexpected killer but in the makeup chair the makeup artist well you know i started asking her questions i'm like oh how long have you been doing this are you working on anything else and she goes oh yeah i'm making aliens for star trek Actually, no, she didn't say it yet. She just went, I'm I'm making aliens in another production. And I said, you can't just leave it there. There's like gray aliens. There's like insect aliens. Like what kind of aliens are you making? And then she laughed and she opened up more. That's a little story. But today it's all about gray aliens. And uh, let me get into uh, some gray alien myth, folklore, legend, biography, whatever you want to call it. All right, here we go. Gray aliens, or greys, are extraterrestrial beings. They are described as being human-like with small bodies with smooth gray-colored skin and large hairless heads and large black eyes. 
They are frequently associated with close encounters and alien abduction. The origins of the gray alien can be traced back to the late 19th century. In 1891, the novel Meta, A Tale of the Future by Kenneth uh, Fallingsby, in which the narrator encountered small gray-skinned aliens with balloon-shaped heads. Uh, here's an interesting one because later on I'm going to bring him up. H.G. Wells, in 1893, he presented a, a description of humanity's future appearance in the article The Man of the Year Million, describing humans as having no mouths, noses, or hair, and with large heads. What's interesting about this is uh, people are saying now greys are a future, are a future human from a different timeline because there's so many timelines and apparently they're here to help us prevent uh, any kind of world destruction that we don't end up like them. Uh, but anyways, we can move on. Uh, it is believed the Grey's home is Zeta Reculi, which is 39.3 light years from Earth. Uh, it's a binary star system. This comes from Benny, Betty Hill. Uh, it's the famous uh, Betty and Barney Hill abduction, but Betty Hill, under hypnosis, had claimed to have seen, uh, has been shown a map that displayed the alien's home system and nearby stars. Upon learning this, a school teacher named Marjorie Fish attempted to create a model from a drawing produced by Hill. So there's actually a drawing uh, based on uh, Betty Hill's hypnosis, remembering what she saw. As well, there's a, there's a, Oh, no, wait, hold on. I'll, I'll get, there's a funny story with Betty and Barney Hill. There's still more to Betty and Barney Hill. So first and form, uh, the first and most well-known alien abduction is the story of Betty and Barney Hill, an American couple who were abducted by extraterrestrials in the state of New Hampshire from September 19th to September 20th in 1961. Uh, there is a funny story here. Uh, apparently the aliens came running into Betty's room and they tried to remove her teeth after they discovered Barney's teeth can be removed. Uh, they couldn't remove her teeth. Uh, so Betty laughed explaining to uh, the aliens that Barney had dentures, uh, had dentures, a fact of human aging, the beings. Uh, so oh, I'm, I'm mixing the, mixing this up, but Barney had dentures and Betty had to explain uh, what dentures were. And according to the, the aliens, according to Betty, the being struggled to understand uh, the, the human aging because I guess gray aliens don't age. So they couldn't understand like, oh, but how can he get old? Uh, but that wasn't explained. That wasn't explained. I found that funny. Diana, don't you find that funny? They tried to remove her teeth mm. after they removed his teeth. Yeah. <laughs> all right all right another popular uh ufo gray inc incident is the roswell incident on july 7th 1947 uh it was on july 7 1947 but on july 8th 1947 roswell army airfield issued a press release stating that they have recovered a flying disc the army quickly retracted the statement and said instead that the crashed object was a weather balloon. Mm. Uh, this is, has been, um, I would say it's in pop culture, so everybody knows this story. However, uh, on the crashed, 
they crashed on a foster ranch and uh, there's various stories of how many aliens were actually there but all stories no matter how many were there uh, it's always believed that one alien survived as the others died and the one that survived there's a story that it was kind of nervously walking around the area of the crash clutching to its chest uh, a box a box to his chest i don't know what it is i never looked into the box um but uh that's interesting i wonder what that box was that it was clutching to the chest there uh how um also with with the roswell incident there was a video a 17 minute roswell alien autopsy video it was black and white film depicting a medical examination uh a, a autopsy pretty much of an alien and this film was released in 1995. Now, this this film has been... Diana, have you seen this film? Mm, I don't know. I don't think so. People have tried to be like, oh, this isn't real. It's just a, a, a dummy alien. It's just this. And some people are going, no, it's real deal. And it, it goes back and forth every time with Roswell. But if you've seen it, you can make up your own mind on what you think about it. I made up my mind on what I thought about it. Diana has never seen it, so... And now this one, this one I want to bring up because I, I brought this little story up before about uh, a film that really scared me as a kid. Uh, this is the Travis Walton UFO incident uh, that took place on November 5th, 1975. Travis Walton, after working, was riding in a truck with six of his co-workers. They allegedly encountered a saucer-shaped object hovering over the ground approximately 110 feet away making a high-pitched buzz. Walton claims that after he left the truck and approached the object, a beam of light suddenly appeared from the craft and knocked him unconscious. The other men were frightened and drove away, pretty much leaving him there. Uh, they drove away, and then Walton claimed he woke in a hospital-like room being observed by three bald creatures. He claimed he fought them until a human wearing a helmet led Walton into another room where he blacked out as three other humans put a clear plastic mask over his face. Travis Walton has claimed he remembers nothing else until he found himself walking along a highway five days later with the flying saucer departing above him. Now they made this into a movie. And that movie was called Fire in the Sky. And I remember when I was watching it, I was like a little kid. And it scared the living shit out of me. Um, and then you want to know what the funny part is? I remember yeah. one time at a at a HMV, so a DVD store, I saw Fire in the Sky for like five bucks or buy two, get one for $10. Buy two for 10 whatever it was. And it was around Christmas time and I... And I picked up that movie for our mom simply because she likes aliens. And then when I brought it up as like, not not as like her present, but I brought it up like, oh, remember the movie Fire in the Sky? And she was like, nah, that's a junky movie. And I just went, well, I guess I'm keeping this movie and I have to find something else for her. Uh, Diana, it is a junk. Yeah, that's she would have said. That's, that's pretty much junk. it. Uh, Diana, do you have anything else? that you want to add to the alien folklore before we go to the break? Well, when you were talking about Roswell, I was thinking about Jesse Ventura. <laughs> How he kept trying to go in 
And then they were like, no, you can't come in. He couldn't go to Roswell or Area 51? Oh, wait, I don't remember. I think it was both. Wasn't it both? I don't, I don't remember. remember. Freaking Jesse, Jesse Ventura. Jesse the Body Ventura. Because Frankie liked wrestling, so that's why I had to mention that too. Yes, yes. Anything else you want to mention about aliens? The gray aliens, at least? Are we going to mention the costumes? Yeah, and uh, when oh, we yeah. talk about this. All right, folks. So with that <laughs> said, uh, we're going to go to a little break. I hope you enjoy the video I put in there. And uh, we'll after the break, we're going to be talking about the Martian invasion, the steel dossier and Martian invasion. See you soon. Why do I like making so much sound effects? Welcome back. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that <laughs> clip from Earth vs. the Flying Saucers, a 1956 sci-fi action film. Uh, what's interesting about this film is that the stop-motion animation special effects were created by Ray Harryhausen. And Harryhausen said he sought advice from noted 1950s contactee George Adamski on the depiction of the flying saucers used in the film. So they actually got somebody who was abducted to comment on um, to comment oh on God. what the actual aliens look like. Uh, but before we get into the Martian invasion, because what, what inspired this short uh, what inspired the, the Martian invasion steel dossier short is the Orson Welles's War of the Wor Worlds. Oh, I didn't say that. That was a mouthful. Let me let me do it again. What inspired the <laughs> the Martian invasion short, the Steel Dossier short, was Orson Welles's War of the Worlds. Uh, the whole story about the production and the mass hysteria that surrounds it was simply uh, interesting to read upon and to uh, look back on. Um, here's a here's another little timbit. In 2016, I was actually in a live uh, War of the Worlds radio play. Like we actually went on stage. If you're watching this on Rumble or YouTube, there's pictures of me on stage and uh, uh, performing this. And it was fun to play. Fun to play. In the first act, I was various characters, and in the second act, I played the stranger, uh, which got a little bit more lines than some other people in there uh, aliens. aliens exactly aliens but let's talk about uh, Orson Welles's War of the Worlds first the radio broadcast it was uh, a radio drama uh, that came out on October 30th 1938 it was done by Mercury Theater on the air and it was directed and narrated by Orson Welles himself it's actually an adaption of H.G. Wells' novel, The War of the Worlds, which came out in 1898. And I bring that up because the Martian invasion itself starts off with Orson Welles' uh, War of the Worlds, and it ends with H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds. Uh, however, this radio episode of, um, of the Mercury Theater show here, uh, the episode became 
famous for causing panic among its listeners, audience, and although the scale of panic is disputed, uh, as the program had relatively few listeners, so it, it, it there wasn't too many people listening at the time, and it was say like there was a handful listening, and that's the only handful that went crazy. Uh, the only kind of sort of mass hysteria that came from it was a little town called Concrete, Concrete, in Washington where during the broadcast, the power actually went out, and that's what caused everyone to do some um, havoc there. And there's uh, there's a little comic book based on, on it, on Concrete Washington, and their little panic called Concrete Martians, uh, which was written by Mitch Cook and illustrated by a friend of mine, Keith Gratchow. Now, with that little background of War of the Worlds, let's get into... The Martian Invasion. This is... So, if you have been listening to all these podcasts, we started filming this after the sixth short film back in 2020, but we stopped halfway in between. And uh, and then now we managed to film it. We managed to film it now. And uh, this, this is the first time... During the opening credits, I say tonight's case file as opposed to tonight's episode because I didn't like saying tonight's episode. I said tonight's case file instead. Uh, Diana, did did you like that change? I'm going to say yes. Yes. Because it's a different. Yes, it's different. I, I, I like it, it better. Sounds more Arthur Steely. Yeah, I like it better that way. Uh, the title card I created back in 2020, uh, the indo- here's here's the funny thing. So the entire death sequence is what I shot back in 2020. And uh, and some of the montage, some of the montage is actually uh, back in 2020. But here's the funny thing. So we, we, we re-filmed, <laughs> so it was planned to re-film the, the death sequence. And because where we're filming it, there's a lot of noise. We have to wait until people go to bed, all that kind of stuff. And it was getting like we just needed like just just 10 minutes to film this. And it was getting <laughs> so annoying and it was getting late at night. And then we managed to film it. It was like super late. And uh, I sat down to start filming this, uh, start editing this. And when I started editing, I noticed I still had the footage from 2020 and I looked at it. And I just went, oh, for fuck's sakes. <laughs> I didn't have to refilm this. Could have just. And then the gifts, like he sent me on Telegram, like, the fuck? I had this already filmed? And I was like, eh. yeah. <laughs> I was so mad at myself. Like, I could have just. We, we wasted time. We wasted time. Got annoyed for no reason. Yeah, got annoyed because there was a whole bunch of noise going on here. Uh, anyways, uh, on the desk, you can see that the dragon head is actually removed from the desk now. Uh, it's still in the opening credits, which is fine with me, but on the desk is, a uh, is a radio and that's a actual real radio, uh, that you can plug in FM, AM. It works. I got it for 30 bucks off of, uh, Kijiji and it was well worth the purchase. Well worth the purchase. Uh, as I mentioned, the walking monta- montage is a combination of filming in 2020 and 2021. Uh, one of the 
uh, one of the stories when we were filming, uh, there's this cool chimney stack along uh, one of the, oh, of course, I like filming along the Beltline Trail, but there's a cool chimney stack that I thought would be cool to use as one of the shots. And when we went to go film it, you know, no one was no one was around. When we went to go film it, this guy in a minivan comes up and he's like, what are you guys doing? And we're, I, and me knowing right away, I don't say film. I say, oh, we're taking photos. Like, you know, just taking photos just to post on our Instagram. And he's like, oh, well, wh why are you taking them here? And I'm like, because it's a cool chimney stack. And he's like, okay. I'm like. Plus, he was there for like an hour staring at us. Yeah. Like dirty look, like with the head. He was. Doing. He was staring at he us. Like creepy, nasty ass. And he's like, "Oh, you're taking pictures of the chimney stack." I'm like, "Yeah, it's pretty cool chimney stack." And he st he was like looking at me, and I'm just like, "Piss off, guy." Toronto. Yeah, welcome to Toronto. Such a friendly place. Oh, we, we're from Toronto. You know what? No, no. There's people in Toronto that are good. But a lot of people, like that guy, what are you doing? Like, taking pictures of the chimney stack. Like, people take pictures, especially now in Instagram and all that stuff. It was like, oh, we're taking photos to, like, scope out the place. I don't know, but I bet if he had, like, a knife and gun, he'd be like, oh, that's okay. Keep going. <laughs> I should have brought Sally. should have brought Sally. should have brought Sally. Anyways, uh, moving on from there, uh, the, th the, the part where you see the alien, uh, where, where the alien at the end was filmed, that's actually the same location where we filmed Bigfoot. Uh, unfortunately, I guess uh, the Bigfoot foot imprint that we left wasn't there. It wasn't there. It's been I a year. I liked it. We could always make another one. And uh, that's that's it for notes. This one was kind of because it's mostly montage footage. It was just like going around random shots going, oh, this looks cool. Let's film this. This looks cool. Arthur Steele would walk by here. And that's it. Oh, Diana, do you want to say the story of the mask or should should we you sit? You say the story of the mask because it goes with costume. You want to talk about the costume? Um. When we were trying to look for a normal mask, there was all these like weird. Oh, first my brother broke the one from like the nineties. I, I didn't break it on purpose. So he didn't okay, break it on purpose. you can't. Eat. So there's this mask we had from like nineteen nineties, <laughs> and it was in with all my props, and we were gonna use it, but I guess when one of the props moved or the box moved, it cracked. So then what happened? It was already dilapidated anyway. It was like taped up and but I loved it. And it was like old school. Anyway, so then we were looking up all uh, the masks and there were so many weird masks and then it's like, Oh, maybe we can fit you in this child costume which usually I do fit in the child costume anyway. But um uh, where did we find that? Oh, Party City. Party yeah. City Hitler. The child costume would have been cool, but it yeah. was like out of it was it was out of stock. Yeah, it had like um space like it looked like Mars Attacks kind of, yeah. Not the face, but the costume. It looked pretty cool. I love Mars Attacks. Oh, that's my favorite movie actually. Oh, anyway, Alien uh, reference yeah. Mars Attack. <laughs> no wait, that's Jake the Snake. Look at those ducks! Wow. <laughs> and the guy that what's his name? Who was? 
who made the Mars Attacks. He made all the Pee Wee and the, what's his name? Like the music? Tim Burton? Yeah. What did what? I don't remember if it's Tim Burton. I have to look the that music? up. Yeah, I don't remember. Now we got to look it up. Anyways, anyways, the, the mask. mask. So then we found the mask. It was like three in stock at like Party City. And it was like near Halloween. And then I went and there was like one left. And, or was it two? No, it was one. I think it was one. I remember it and being one. And I was one. like, grab it before everybody was like looking at it. I buying it because it looks like really cool. And, um,. What else? And then that day I got other props. You got um, you got uh, the gloves. Oh yeah, and those are child too. But they but fit. They're, they're like big. And they even fit my hands. Yeah. Um, too bad you creepy can't. Creepy fingery gloves. You, you can't really. The alien wears them, but you can't really see extra them because it's uh, yeah, it's like extra long fingers. Mm. And you also got uh the voodoo necklace. Oh yeah. That was yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. And yeah, I love the mask because um, you could there's like holes in the eyes you could see under the eyes like and then it looks creepy. It looks like he has like three eyes, and um, yeah, and it's great. It's, it looks really cool. Like if you look at it in person, it's like um, it's like it just feels like putting another skin on your face. <laughs> <laughs> Puts the skin on the lotion. <laughs> um, uh, this is the second time in this. That you wear the robe. That robe is massive. <laughs> it's like, it's like a blankie. It's like a blankie, and then it's like dragging and. Well, like the child size costume, the child sized alien costume, that would have been cool, but it was out of stock. So all we have and is this. And fit me better. Yeah, it probably fit you <laughs> better. And all we had was the the druid robe that gets used if if you're wondering what it is it's it's um it's a giant blankie diana wore it as the sandman <laughs> yeah it's huge um but um i think next time we'll get the the, the martian outfit up. yeah and yeah let's do another episode um and and then you couldn't see because it was too bright or too dark when we were filming it was like at night so I, it was dark and then there's little hole. It's just little holes under the eyes, like I said. So um, I'd tell like my brother, point me in this direction. <laughs> yeah, it was just nighttime. Then uh, then we mosquitoes. had mosquitoes. So as I mentioned earlier, the ending. So the the beginning is Orson Welles' War of the Worlds. When you watch the when you watch the short, that's actually from the broadcast itself. Uh, when it's focused on the radio, but at the end, it's H.G. Wells's War of the Worlds, which I hate saying this, but I'm gonna say what I'm talking about. You know the spoiler alert. You know that junk. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. If somebody spoils it for you but you haven't seen it, it's still different than hearing it versus seeing it, in my opinion. Hmm. Like, if somebody tells me, like, this happens in the end, okay, but then you have to see it because it's layered with, like, visuals, the sound cues, all that kind of stuff. So if if this ruins the, the original War of the Worlds for you, meh. Um, but in H.G. Wells's War of the Worlds, the way the aliens die is because of human disease 
So when you come out, I fake sneeze. And uh, we did that shot how many times? Like four, five, six times? I'm going to say six. Yeah. The first time I, I spin my head like... Yeah. <laughs> and it didn't, it didn't look... <laughs> it kind of looked weird because we had you spinning for like a good like... <laughs> I think one time it was like 40 seconds you were just <laughs> rrr, rrr, rrr. Well, that's because I caught the sneezing going yeah <laughs> but I think the the like then I just went you know what just freeze and spot and then fall I just wish we did more shots though like on the floor yeah yeah we should have done more shots Up close on the but it was getting a little dark it was getting too dark I know but it would it would have been better yeah or a little bit of head spinny, but this do we? <laughs> this one, this one was like a super short, so there wasn't really too much to talk about. The only thing I can remember is from the montage is um, another alien episode. Yes, another alien episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actually, actually, I do have planned Valiant Thor to do one day. Oh. Uh, but that's a different topic for another Spoiler time. alert again! Oh, oh my god. god. Um. But um, what were like the montage, the the subway shot? Uh, remember, like whenever we walk by and I didn't want to film, the subways would cross underneath. Mm. And then when I, I was like, okay, we're gonna film, and it was like, okay, wait fifteen minutes before a subway shows up. That's all I can think. Of. This is a short episode, but I feel like we talked longer than uh, would need. Do you have anything else to say about the Martian invasion? Hmm. Um, with the chimney stack? Um, we said that. No, there was something I wanted to add. Didn't we say something like... Um... Man, now I forgot. Continue talking when I, when I think of it. Well, the next thing I'm going to say is just going to end the show. Aww. <laughs> Another alien episode then. That's what it means. Yeah, he's just staring at me like. Alrighty, <laughs> folks. I hope you enjoyed this tenth uh, episode. I believe this is the tenth episode of Inside the Folder. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the stories of the gray aliens and all that stuff. Uh, moving forward, there's still going to be more guests on this podcast as well. If you've um, if you stuck this long and want to know, yes, that is a new intro song. You're going to hear it at the outro. I'm probably playing. Uh, it's probably playing under this right now as I speak. Uh, as well, Arthur Steele, Detective Steele, Arthur Steele has an Instagram account. Uh, if you want to follow him and see what he posts, uh, you can follow him at Steele. Arthur Steele. I like to ask him questions. Ask him questions is, is funny. Yeah, because Steele actually answers. <laughs> and he posts things that, you know, are not in the shorts. Or at oh, least. Oh, he posted my art. What art? He just gets yeah. the stuff. He doesn't know who sends them. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, with that said, uh, I uh, give yourself a pat on the back. Give yourself a pat on the back. Uh, I won't be able to see it, but I know my soul will feel it. Oh, you know what I forgot to do? I forgot to find a quote about aliens. Actually, you know what? Here, here's a simple one. You know that meme? Aliens. Aliens. <laughs> Wait, Giorgio. I forgot. He's Greek, Ancient isn't he? Alien. Yes, I don't know his name. Um, 
yeah, so give yourself a pat on the back. Uh, I won't see it, uh, but uh, my soul will feel it. And, um... Did you know Arthur Steele's cigarette? It's from Atlantis? Why would you say that here? And, uh, with that... Because I asked him the questions. And with that you said... You should ask him questions, too. I just should do it. It's fun. And with that said, <laughs> uh, if you're watching this on YouTube or Rumble, <laughs> please subscribe. Please hit that like button. Leave comments. Do it. Uh, if you're listening it to it now. on Spotify, please add it to your playlist. And uh, with that said, remember, nothing in this world is what you think it is.